It's Tepo Waffle Time! Welcome to Tepo Waffle. Okay, we're going to waffle about Tepo again. Uh, in this case, we're going to waffle about uh, something specific that a TEFL student asked me, and I thought it was a great question. He said, uh, at this point, when I, I'm starting out as a new teacher, what should I be focusing on? The content, the what I'm teaching, or the delivery, the how I teach it, the how I teach it. And I ended up having to give him a 10-minute answer and change my mind halfway through. What was your 10-minute answer? Yeah, I want to know what your answer is before you get mine. <laughs> um, that's actually a really good question. Do I focus on the content or on the delivery? Um, yeah, wow. it's hard, right? <laughs> it was a great question. Okay, my, my, my thinking with all teaching, um, irrespective of whether it's language teaching or maths teaching, Teaching is only successful when you have a good relationship with your class. Okay. You you learn really well from teachers that you like or that you respect. Um, and the relationship that, that is developed in the class leads to successful learning. This is my opinion. Uh, this is yeah. how I take things. When I walk into the classroom, my first port of call is to figure out the students, build some bridges with them, uh, identify possible, you know, the, the outgoing one and the quiet one okay. and the, try and find if I can if I once I've figured out who they are I feel much more comfortable with them and I can get on with the job of teaching the thing that I need to teach sometimes that takes 10 minutes and sometimes that takes three lessons I um uh so I think you're giving a big argument here that um teaching isn't teaching at all teaching is counseling and psychology and sociology and group dynamics and all this stuff that actually has nothing to do with I'd, education in a in a in a concrete sense. It's okay, I mean, nebulous. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you're right in terms of the fact that my first degree um, was psychology, not not education, and I suppose I do approach teaching from a very psychological perspective. Um, but I, with my own experience as a student, all the way through my primary and senior schools, my degrees, uh, these. The teachers that I've looked at and thought this is a person who I can res- respect or like or whatever, those are the ones that I've actually made um, gains within their classes. Okay. So it, it's not just a matter of my background. I think it's also my experience as a, as a learner that, that that's my take. So yes, I mean that I do have a very psychological approach, but uh, and and but that's fine. Yeah, yeah, and when I work with one-to-one students, I I think of it as a coffee time with, you know, let's let's sit down and chat. Okay. Uh, so this is a strong argument for the how, not the, the delivery. What. I, I'm a delivery person. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I I started off my answer just I I paused for a moment, and I thought, well, I can answer this objectively. Uh, what's important is that we are teachers and our job as teachers is to make sure that our students learn. We must make sure that they learn something. So that's a, a in a way, that's a strong argument in favour of the what. Uh, I've decided, whatever, today's lesson is focused on uh, how to use past simple passive to talk about a, a very specific situation like um, 
when you don't have any agency, I think we, we had this discussion another time. About I have a counter-argument for that already. Uh, okay, but if the students come, my goal is that they learn... They must learn something. ...how to use this grammar, when to use this grammar, why to use this grammar, how to pronounce it, when you shouldn't use it, what mistakes to avoid, etc., etc. And that's something really specific and concrete. And yeah. my goal is to make sure that they learn it. If, on the other hand... I came with this whole premise of my job is to make sure that they enjoy it and have fun. And, and it might be, for the students, they might go, yeah, that was fun, that was a great lesson, but what did, they, what did they learn? Okay, the, the, I must make my lesson fun. The problem with that is you ta- this is a very motivational approach to teaching. If, if my students like the lesson... They'll want to learn the language, yeah. which is which is a great way of approaching teaching, and it's a valid way of thinking about the classroom. I must make my class fun. The students are going to be motivated. They're going to want to come back, and they're going to learn lots of things. Um, and then, okay, that that's just a that's just talking about motivation. Okay, so which is great. The, the learning is a byproduct of this, or the learning doesn't take. The learning place, is a byproduct or? of this because you can't actually teach somebody unless they're motivated. Okay. Um, okay. Valid. I, I, I'm okay with that. The uh, the alternative is every class that somebody comes into, they must learn something, and these are the specific things that need to be taught. Past passive, what did you do? Past simple, passive. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. That, that. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think learning is that linear. I think that you learn something and then you unlearn it or forget it or you forget that you've learned it and then you come in and you learn it again and and in the process of learning this you actually learn that better because that's what you and your friend were talking about in your groups and um so directing students learning so specifically and and micromanaging their learning in that way probably doesn't work especially in a language classroom um okay so uh to put it bluntly then Ah, screw it. We don't need to have a lesson aim. <laughs> just, just go in and, and no. have some fun. No, no. Yes, yes. Actually, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you see, it was a really good question. Yeah, it's a good question. This is kind of... Okay, part of this was internal as I was answering the question. I was having this discussion with myself. Mm. Uh, but a, a lot of it I was trying to express to the teacher and put it as plainly as possible because he's a new teacher. He's just... He's a trainee... He's only a couple of weeks in. I think that that having the lesson objective, the past simple passive for processes or whatever it is that yeah. you said, is is really useful in terms of the fact that it gives the lesson focus. It makes sure that you, as the teacher, is you're doing something that is coherent and consistent. Um, you've got activities that that blend together and recycle language for yep. the students. Whether or not they learn that thing is is difficult to say. No, I don't think it is. Um, one, one of the techniques I use with trainee teachers to help them, uh, after having feedback, and, and a lot of the feedback in the discussion is on the, the how, not, not so much the what. Sometimes it is the what, but uh, it's quite often the how. The thing that I often use to wrap it up is a way of looking at a lesson objectively. I say, what was your lesson aim? And they say, uh, I wanted the students to be able to use these 10 words about whatever. Gardening. Gardening. And I say to them, okay, look at what they did in the, in, during the production, the communicative part of the lesson where they were generating their own language. Did you see them using it or not? And if they say yes, or sometimes they say no, but I've noticed it's a yes, or if they say yes and I sometimes I've noticed it's a no, whatever, but I can state for a fact, I saw 
the students speaking with each other, and the guy went over and, and said, uh, oh, um, I really need to plant a, a tree. Do you have any tools that could help me? And the other guy went, oh, I think you need a shovel, um, but I don't have a shovel in these cards the teacher's given me. I, you can objectively state for a fact, I saw the students doing it. And that's a lesson, aim. It's something nice and objective. It's a simple way to measure whether or not... Lesson. Yeah. I mean, what you're describing, though, is a successful lesson because, from my perspective, the students are walking around talking to each other yep. on task, yeah. using the evidently having some sort of fun with, with the cards that the teachers yeah. handed out. Even though it's a really plastic yeah. activity, they've still done something with it. And um, they're using the target language. And they're using so the target language in their own way. Yeah. Maybe they haven't said it in the way that the teacher wanted them to say it. But, but um, even better, they're generating they're it generated themselves. They generated it, yeah. So the lesson... I mean, the question, maybe the flaw that I'm finding in the teacher's question is that the question is, what should I be focusing on in the classroom? Well, he's a new teacher. He, yeah. was, he was very much asking it at this point. What should I be focusing on? Yeah, and, and I, I'm not sh- I, I think the reason why I'm finding it so difficult to answer is because my real answer is... Both. The answer is the students. Okay. Um, oh, okay. We should be focusing on the students. We shouldn't be focusing on... And everything that we do in the class, the how we do it and the what we do, it should depend very much on what, who the students are and what they're about. For a beginner teacher, yes, it's hard to do because you don't know yet. Um, yeah. And in the course, in the teacher training course that we work on, I think that we focus very heavily on the how. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, so I started off my answer like that. I said uh, it's the what because the what is measurable and it's an objective and you can prepare for that and you can measure it and etc. etc. And then I gave that answer and started giving that answer anyway and then I said, actually, I'd like to give you two answers. And I use the very old uh, axiom, I suppose. Uh, a, a good student can learn from any teacher regardless it can be a terrible teacher or a great teacher a good student will always learn but a good teacher can teach any student regardless of how good or bad the student is a good teacher can teach anybody and that's an argument for the how more than for the what it's how you teach measures whether or not your your students learn something because if you're very, very focused on just the what. Those either weaker students or less motivated students or distracted students or whatever, uh, they're not going to get anything. Sure, the strong students will, but the, the other students, not so much. And uh, if we're looking at it from this discussion that we've had so many times on this concept of a good teacher... Uh, a lot of the literature ends up pointing to Howells. Uh, he's attentive. Uh, he's helpful. He... Uh, uh, so soft uh, skills. Yeah, the, a very soft skill focused stuff. That these, the, the really good teachers are, are all that. And that's a very strong how argument. But that's hard for a new teacher. Because the how part... Sure, you can learn the theory of the, the how, but really it's the, the, the application part that you learn from. You've got to get in there. And yes, yeah, my trainer pointed out to me that this is the how, things that you should be including in instructions, and I didn't do it, and that's why the instructions went wrong. Mm-hmm. Sure, that, 
Well, if you have a look at the fact that um, classroom management, which is something that we put at the end of our course, but but is actually a, a fundamental to a successful lesson. I'd argue that we actually don't put it at the end. At the end, we address it as a topic, but actually the whole course is classroom management. Yeah, and a lot of classroom management issues are, are based around... Problems that teachers have with classroom management are based around the pacing of the lesson, a lack of eye contact, and inability to keep the... The, the students engaged in a particular topic or allowing the, those are how issues those yeah. are um, those are things that are going to come up irrespective of the what it is that you're actually teaching okay so is that the answer then the answer is how not what I think that, that that's my answer I think that what we teach largely rests in most teachers cases with the book and yep. what we we don't have a lot of control over that we just follow other people's decisions yep. and most beginner teachers won't be able to analyze a curriculum enough to decide if they want to veer off a or for a book's focus yep. or not um, but the thing that you can control and the thing that the book doesn't control is is how you deliver it whether um, they're in pairs and when you get them to stand up yeah and, and how fast you go through the presentation and whether you deal with that in the presentation or let it come up peripherally later on in the lesson or yeah yeah those are those so i would say the how the how not the what okay but i'm uh, a psychologist so i <laughs> no that ended up being my answer yeah. if i'm measuring if i'm trying to weigh them against each each other mm. it's probably the how more than the what mm. okay after giving that answer later on i i i had a thought and went what about the exam Oh. Because at the end of it all, the students may say, I love Teacher Frank. Teacher Frank was great. And then they take their exam. And fail. And, well, maybe they fail, maybe they pass, maybe they do okay. But if they sit down to that exam, and this, it, sometimes it is a fault of how the exam is written, um, they get to the section on past simple passive, and if the student goes, huh? There's this whole thing about um, procedures in here, and I have to use these keywords to write the story of, of how coffee beans turn into coffee. Mm -hmm. But the teacher didn't have this whole thing where they focused on the, the words, is manufactured, is packaged, is chipped. I'll, I'll tell you a story. Um, I was watching a teacher once in Singapore. She was like the most famous teacher in the class, and I was still quite a beginner teacher at that time. Um, and um, I didn't know a lot about grammar at that yeah. point, and, and she was teaching superlatives. Okay. And she was amazing. She had um, all these flashcards, and she was going around the class, and she had this real shotgun method of, of, a, of getting responses from students. You, and then somebody on the other side, you, and then somebody on the side again, you. And she really bounced around the class, and she had the students really involved, and... Um, and her, I mean, there were flashcards flying all over the show, and she she was whipping them around and getting the students to pick them up again. She, her her interaction with the classroom was very intense. Okay. Um, and in the process of all that activity and and that that amazing interaction between herself and the students, um, I learned that it's not tall, taller, tallest. It's tall, taller, the tallest. And she drilled this as part of her thing. She wouldn't let them say tallest. They had to say the tallest. Oh, okay. The biggest. The She she taught it as a unit, and you couldn't say the EST without the the in the front. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I learned that from her, but 
almost as a side thing from all the other stuff that was going on in the class. She just decided that that was the way that they had to learn it and they say it. And, and I think that if, if you've got your classroom management and you've got your relationship with your students down and you've got, you're confident with how you're doing your thing, and then you get this little piece of... The what? The what. If you get it in there... It's going to go down deep, and and they're gonna they're gonna learn it and know it, and um, so I suppose even if you do know your what really well, if you're not delivering it very very cohesively and and convincingly, there's not going to be a lot of learning taking place there. Okay, I actually I, I like I like that answer better than the answer that I gave. That you start with the how, um, but the the what is the thing that takes it from I like teacher Frank to uh, I I really did learn something really specific, and I like also like that answer because in my experience as a teacher, that's quite true. When I got to the level where I was not just good at doing it, but also I was adding in linguistic elements that the students had. Ooh, really? Ooh, oh, ooh, thanks. Oh, huh, huh, teacher, really? Oh, I didn't know that before. Yeah, and and I've had those. And comments. they they won't come. Those those little insights won't come unless the students are feeling very comfortable with you, very comfortable in the classroom. They they're feeling risk free. Okay. You know, I think that if a student's feeling that. How do I say this? If they're feeling that it's a risky environment, okay. uh, they're not gonna they're not gonna take that in. Okay. I mean, some of the best feedback that I've had from students, uh, best in the subjective sense, as in a, I liked it, have been things that are actually both. Like I, I've had a student say, "Oh, I never knew that. I've uh, never heard of that before. Really, that's how you use it." Mm. And those are are what's they're definitely what's. The, the thing that I've taught them. And sometimes they're really simple things like uh, I'm teaching countable and uncountable nouns and I make sure that the students use the weak form of some instead of the strong form during my, my lesson so they just sound more natural. And uh, that's a tiny little what. You know, I'm, I'm just adding in this tiny little extra thing that we don't say... Uh, I have some apples, we say. I have some apples, and it's mm. some apples. Those little what's are the things that the students love. But it's definitely, it definitely uh, came after. After your... Um, I have a, another little story to tell you because it's relevant now. Um, this week I was substituting a class for a teacher who was absent, and it was grade four, and I'm not very good with, with little, okay. little... The primary school. I, I like that. I like them. I like teaching them, and, but I'm... I don't have the the natural rhythm. Yeah. Of, um, I can I can empathise. And um, I was teaching maths of all things. Now I'm not a mathematician, uh, and I had to teach them decimals and fractions <laughs> <laughs> um, in in parts of ten. Okay. okay. So um, and it was a substitution class. I didn't know the students very well. I didn't actually know the topic very well. I'd been given the book half an hour before the lesson. Kevin's not coming. Can you teach his class? Here it is. And and I, and I went into the class and I really wasn't confident. Um, right. I didn't know how to present fractions to the power of ten or tenths yeah. or what. I mean, I, I know it and I know how I, I would use it, but... Um, yeah, that's completely different to being able yeah. to teach. And I taught it really badly. I mean, really, I, I taught it awfully. They They... The strong students just sailed through, and the weak students still didn't know anything by the end. So, in actual fact, it didn't change anything in the classroom. Okay, so from a what sense? Nothing happened. Okay. <laughs> Nothing really happened. 
But what I got was I, I had the students measure each other's fingers and, and then they had to write down how from the ruler and then we looked at the ruler and we looked at the little pieces that were on it okay and the strong students here went yeah yeah there's 10 and the weak students got all confused and and i think that from a systematic perspective i did a terrible job but we had a lot of fun um, okay. and i walked out of the lesson going okay well i survived that mathematics substitution lesson which i actually didn't want to get involved in um and I suppose that that's a bad story because that's not a normal situation. But I think that from my perspective, the what there was not successful. Yeah. But the students didn't waste their time, okay. in my opinion. Uh, they wasn't fighting and hair pulling and uh, it was it was a lesson. So from a, from a how perspective, we look yeah. at it in terms of classroom management and student engagement and okay. participation yeah. and, and all of that. How do you objectively measure the, the how? Because I can with the what. I can say, see, the the students there, they sat down with their, their ruler and they were able to figure out by themselves that uh, my finger is two-tenths shorter than his finger or whatever. My God, if they'd done that, I would have been so pleased. <laughs> but if they'd done that, we have an objective measurement. We can yeah. look at it. It's an observable fact. Yeah. How do you measure the how? Is there a measurement for how? Is the measurement for how simply I, as a teacher, I'm enjoying myself. Okay. I like this class. I like teaching this. This. Well, I might not like teaching passive, whatever, whatever it yeah. was. Yeah. Um, but I do like teaching them, and I'm having fun, and they're having fun, and um, maybe that's your. That's your measurement. Maybe that's a measurement. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look in the literature. It's. All the stuff that I read, it's full of references to really kind of uh, with itness. And uh, I was having a chat with Richard, and he broke it down into some categories for me from a, a paper. And they were, I mean, there were such tiny things. Yeah. The, the ability of a teacher, whilst communicating with one student, to notice that a student in the, on the other side of the room uh, is not paying attention and quickly throw them a question. Well, that's Coonan's paper from oh. 1972 or something like that. And I think the reason why that's never taken off, it's a, it's a solid paper and yeah. it's a good con- concept, but it can't be easily operationalized. And that's that's a problem. Well, it can, it can be observed in the positive sense. That did happen. But you can't measure it in the, in the negative sense. You can say you didn't do it, uh, but maybe you didn't need to do it. Yeah, it's, it's very hard to... I think there's nothing worse than watching a classroom, a teacher teaching a classroom where the teacher is not enjoying themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that those those are the situations where the how is lost. Um, okay. The teacher's going through the motions, going through the book, teaching items of language, and the students might or might not be learning them, but nobody's actually having... Um, nobody's actually really engaged in the language in, in, in a meaningful way. And that that's your that's your indication that the how is lost. Yeah. Um, and of course, the the how doesn't always have to be fun. We're using the word fun a lot as our example, but I think some, engaged is the word. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I like I, I do like fun because it's an, it's the easiest one. But uh, a lot of my lessons that have been really good are things like challenged. The students were challenged, and they had a sense of achievement from yeah. you know, getting through that challenge. And one of our you. students in the evening told me the other day one of her favorite teachers is a Filipino teacher at her school. And I asked her why, and she said, because she's serious. Um, and I said, why Why is that good? And she said, um, she 
I think she liked the fact that the teacher corrected the mistakes and took her job very seriously. Okay. And, and obviously that means that for that student, the what is very strong. Yeah. But it also means, uh, to me, it meant that this teacher cares that the students are doing like right, it right and wrong. Yeah, then okay. she's not just going, oh, whatever. Yeah. I've taught it, why aren't you doing it correctly? Rather, yeah, she's or, going, no, 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 Yeah. fix that thing. And uh, so, yeah, it's not necessarily fun. I think that, that whatever you are, whatever adjective you've chosen for yourself, I'm a serious teacher or I, I'm strict about these things. or I, I mean, a sense of conviction in any teacher is a... Is, is going to be a plus yeah. and, and help them with the how, I guess. That's right. And maybe maybe with our trainees, that's what we want to do, is we want to get them to build a conviction about what they want to be as a teacher. Um, yeah, it's very hard to do right in the beginning, though. Well, actually, it's quite hard for me to do. Give me an adjective to describe yourself as a teacher. I'm not sure I can do that. Uh, yeah, I would. I am a experienced teacher. That doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. for those of you who are listening, give yourself an adjective to describe yourself as a teacher. Yeah, and then realize that that's wrong. It doesn't fit. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, so let's uh, do lots of lots more hows. Let's and... focus on the hows, yeah. Okay. All right, are we done? Great. Thanks for listening, guys. Okay. Tough Waffle is proudly brought to you by the Nonstop Wafflers, Troy and Steve. For any questions, comments, complaints, or queries, you can email tuffwaffle at gmail.com or visit tuffwaffle.com.